Uh, hello and welcome to this moment where we are diving into turning our dreams into reality. And so I'm super excited to hang out with Christy Crossley. I've gotten the pleasure to meet her in the Paris swimming world and we got to hang out at Master Nationals and I just love her spirit and just love everything that she is, and I'm just so honored to have you here and, and share your story with us today. Well, thanks for having me. Um, thank you for the compliments. It's so sweet to say. Uh, and yeah, I'm super, super excited to get to further our conversations that we were having. Like, very, very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So just so that others can kind of learn more about your experience of, you know, being a professional swimmer and swimming like in the Olympic world to now being in the para and all the things that you've gotten to overcome and really like create so that you're here on the national team, like ready to go to Paris. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been a very interesting time. Um, it was definitely like, you know, that cliche of like the Phoenix burning and like, you know, coming from ashes um, and totally being reborn. Like swimming is this, it's the same sport, obviously swimming is swimming, but swimming is not swimming in the para world. It's a very, it's a very, very different atmosphere. There's so much more that goes into the sport. I mean, having been in the competitive able-bodied side of the sport for 28 years and like you know being ranked nationally ranked in the world doing all that stuff I mean it, I thought it was hard and then now I'm like oh no that was the easy part because there was no like oh having to adapt to this thing or that thing it was just swim like equal and opposite be efficient everything was about efficiency rating and like how could you have the most efficient pull what was the breathing powder that worked best for you you know obviously everything was a numbers game and it was training now it's a totally different animal it's like okay it's not about the yardage you're putting in each each week because sometimes you need less yardage because your body needs to adapt to that um it's having to figure out, you know, different techniques that that are completely different from what you've known forever, having to change everything because now like half of your body's not working properly and, you know, you've got to just change everything up. So it's, there is so much that's the same and then there's so much that's different. I mean, it's the same because it's 50 meters, you know, that that pool doesn't change. It's not for the waters, you know, not forgiving. It is the same water from when I was an able-bodied athlete. Um, I just don't move as efficiently through it anymore. Uh, but yeah, when you get up, it's take your mark, go. And whoever gets your hand on the wall first wins. So that whole aspect is, you know, the same, but there is such, I, I, laugh at the younger me who you know was worried about such little insignificant things because now there's such huge enormity to stuff and I'm like man remember back when it was just like oh I have to swim the two fly this meet I don't want to swim the two fly now I'm like I wish my body could swim a two fly like it would be awesome to be able to do that again 
Um, so yeah, it's just, it's very, very different. Um, it's very different. <laughs> and not only are you navigating that, but you're also a mom of three. And so like being this, you know, mom and, you know, overcoming all these things that your body's going through, plus just, you know, getting wiser. I don't think we ever get older, you know, we just get wiser, but like just getting to have different experiences in your body. Right. And so how has that challenged you or motivated you to really want to, and know that, you know, you're, a, you're, you're gifted with this opportunity right now. And it is a gift. And now you can really look at it in these new, you know, set of lenses. Yeah. My, my dad has always said that to me, like you have a gift and, you know, unfortunately the gift was given to a five foot four little person, you know, not little in the para world, but, um, you know, when you're swimming against women who are six foot one, six foot two, and you're five, four, like it's, you're up against a lot, but I did have this gift. I was naturally talented. I have this, you know, I am very rooted in competition. Um, whether it's like, who, who's going to make the, who's going to have the fastest route to a place, you know, like I, everything is a competition to me. I've just always been a very competitive person. I'm like toning that down now, which is ironic because I'm at such a high level and it's like, no, I just want to be grounded. Um, but being a mom is, you know, I had, I had my oldest, um, 11 years ago, almost 12. And when I went through the divorce with her father, my, um, first husband, um, I went back to swimming. I had, you know, I had given up swimming for him. Um, and you know, wanted to have a baby. I'd always wanted to be a mom. So had her and then was offered a chance to go back to college, um, and swim again. And, you know, took 11 weeks training and showed up at NCAAs and ended up winning with, you know, her in the stands. And it was such a different experience that NCAAs compared to when I was swimming just myself, you know, when I was 18, 19, um, because it was a higher purpose. It was like, they're there. Um, and so now in the para world, like I was thinking about it today, like I used to be the person who would like, have their headphones on. I was always having fun before the before race. Like I was dancing. I was always dancing. Um, now I'm a little bit more subdued, but I'm always like making faces at my kids. Like I'm always like, Hey, like, so that they know, like they're, they're are what they are, what is on my heart and my mind as I step up on the blocks. And it's like, yeah, I want to do this for me, but I also want them to be proud of their mom because you know, they've lost so much of me. Um, you know, like my oldest, we were, we were together, you know, just the two of us for a long time and we did everything together. I mean, I would walk seven miles a day with her for exercise because I wasn't allowed to have a gym membership. Um, and it was just her and I against the world. So, uh, 
sorry <laughs> no like I love that like I'm just I'm honoring you and just holding space like that's amazing yeah so um she got this really awesome mom I mean we went through a lot together we grew up a lot together um but I was super active I was um I was that mom like running around coaching all the sports you know playing with the kids um and something that really upsets me is the idea that, you know, my youngest wouldn't know that active mom like my oldest did. My oldest, you know, she had a good eight years of me before my injury um, of mom just, you know, being fun and doing stuff. I mean, the day that I had my injury, I had pulled my kids out of school early because it was opening day at the ski resort. And I was like, we're going to go ski. Like that was the mom that I was. And, you know, for that to happen. And then my son, he was only three. So I don't know how much of fun, wild, adventurous mom he even remembers. I think that a lot of what he remembers is mom afterwards, who was, you know, so exhausted laying on the couch, mom walking with a cane, mom you know not being able to get up and play at the park anymore because she's too tired or in too much pain um and so i i get sad at the well i did get sad at the idea of like my youngest not knowing that active mom so now that i'm in back into the para world you know i have reason to get up and exercise and do those things and yes that takes time away from being with them while i'm out training um and it takes a lot of energy out of me but I feel like they get to still see like an active mom and uh because I don't ever want them to think of me as less than and I know that that's my personal issues that I have with like my self-worthiness but I just don't want them to ever look and be like oh yeah my mom really doesn't do anything but lay around which is what I did for a while and so they're my purpose now like yes it's fun to win medals it's been like you said the dream like the dream of mine has always been to represent the United States of America at the games. And, you know, I, that was the Olympics for me. It was always the Olympics, the Olympics, the Olympics. Um, from the time that I can remember, I moved away from my family when I was only 15 years old to pursue that. I moved a thousand miles away from everything I knew to go be a swimmer and um, gave up a lot. So then when it didn't happen, you know, there's that whole sense of like, well, then what was my whole life? Like, what was my purpose? You know, this was my dream. And, and why, like, what, why did I think that that was who I was supposed to be? And now it, it's not who am I, who am I supposed to be? And I thought it was just mom. Okay. I'll be mom. Um, but now this opportunity to be in the para world, it's a bigger opportunity um, because I have a bigger platform. I'm blessed with 28 years of previous swimming ability that, you know, makes my disability in the water seem less than it is on land. And, you know, the water is my happy place. So I'm very happy to be able to fulfill this dream of, you know, hopefully representing the United States at the games in Paris. But the purpose really is now to like, inspire others, inspire my kids, you know, let them know that any adversity they ever face, that they can overcome it. Because like, if mom can go through 
a traumatic brain injury. If mom can have brain surgery and then mom can come back and, you know, go to the Paralympics, like, okay, then maybe me, you know, breaking my foot, you know, isn't going to be a big deal. So I would rather go through the tough adversities and let them see from example that they can always overcome them than them have to go through something really, really hard themselves. They are my purpose. (laughs) (laughs) They are my purpose. (laughs) I love that though, because even like, for instance, my dad was like, like he made the Olympic trials in canoeing. And so like that, you know, for me, like having all the surgeries at a young age, it really taught me how I can just pursue something and really go after it in that stance, you know? So yeah, like you have no idea, like other moms that you're inspiring and, and your kids and more and more. Right. And it's, it really is this greater thing. And that's what I like love about you is that like, as we become wiser, like we really start to understand that this is bigger than us, you know, even me, like, I mean, now I'm only swimming breaststroke and it's like not that fun, but I'm creating it to be fun because I'm curious at what could my body actually do? You know, it's this curiosity of like, well, could I push past maybe a previous self and what would happen if I were able to do that? And it's no longer about the end goal, but more of like, who are you becoming in this process of, you know, more for yourself? Yeah, I mean, definitely the process. I think that I had a conversation with um, our head coach, Nathan, obviously, you know, Nathan, and I had a conversation with him one night about how I think that so many athletes, especially in the swim, especially in the Olympic sports, like sports that are focused on the quad cycle, um, those athletes go through this like almost postpartum depression after the games, this post games depression. And I think it's because everyone gets so hyper focused on the finished, like on getting to the games, winning a medal or making a final, or, you know, for some people, it's just being there is enough. Um, They focus so much on that, that they are missing out on the whole process and enjoying each moment of it. That like, yeah, when you, when you are starving yourself for happiness and then you get happiness, And then it's, you know, gone again because you were only finding happiness from that thing. It's almost like a, it's, it's hard to say. It's like a drug, you know, like you're getting that high and then all of a sudden it's crashed again and you don't know how to, how to be happy without. So if you're happy in that process, like you said, like, I just want to see what my body can do. Like I am so enthralled in that. Like, I just want to enjoy the process. I want to be present in each moment. I want to be excited about each little thing that I don't sit there and have just like the end goal in sight. You know, that's, I am very much now cause I've been that life before I've done that. I've done that where literally my world came crashing down because a quad got blown up and I was like, Oh my God, I'm not going to the Olympics. And then like depression sets in and, and it's awful. Um, 
So I can only imagine if I actually got that high, how low that depression would be. So I want to avoid that at the, after the games, if I'm fortunate enough to go. And I want to just be enjoying this whole process, take in each moment, you know, be present at our national team camps where, you know, we get to have meetings and have fun, like those little things and try to just always be tuned in and not so like lost in the outer parts. So I love that you say that you're excited about this process that you're in with your journey in breaststroke, because like, that's what it should be about. We should be caring more about the process than the end goal. Cause if we care about the process, the end goal is going to be great. You know, it's, it's going to be awesome. If you put all the time and effort into preparing the recipe, the food's going to taste good. You know, like it's simple. Yeah. Oh, I love that you say that because it literally is that simple, but like we, by us like trying to avoid these these parts right these parts where it's difficult like today I swam my first 225 breaststroke like that's like a pretty big deal you know to be able to swim nine lengths and really carry that quality of everything that you've learned in the process and continue with it you know, and so again, like, it's this like, woohoo, like, I got to this other side right now. And there's more to go, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many people get lost in just that end. And they don't, they don't celebrate the like, small things in life. I mean, like, literally every day, there is something where you can find the positive of, you know, and that's the way that you live in the positive is by every day, even if it's a shitty day to go back and be like, okay, but what was good about it? Okay. I had a bad swim, but like, what did I learn from it? You know, that's, that's the key to, I, I feel like being successful in life. And I don't mean successful as in like winning medals or going fast times. I mean, success in life is measured by like, when you go, was your life enjoyable? You know, like, did you enjoy the time that you have that silly, you know, our generation, the YOLO, you know, like you only have one life. It's true. You do. And like, did you enjoy it? You know, did you, did you experience everything that you wanted to experience? And I think that everybody should put together a bucket list because like, that's, that's a plan for what you want in life. And like, why not, why not dream big? Why not put all of those dreams down onto paper and, and let it, you know, be there and let it, let the universe know, Hey, look, this is kind of what I want in life. And so like, let's do what we can to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, like, it really is this like simple formula of understanding that we're always affirming our reality whether we know about it or not like we're always affirming so if we're affirming more of the things that we're wanting to bring into our life fast times but different body experiences you know all these things we will create that based on what it is that we're affirming and so if we're noticing that we're affirming something we don't want it's okay we can give ourselves that space to say huh, maybe I thought about this in the past, but now this moment here is guiding me and allowing me to 
experience more of what I'm deserving of, you know? And so when you start to live in that realm of like possibility in every moment, like it becomes like this magic, like just experience of every single thing to the food you taste, to the water you drink, like is a miracle. And so then there's so many things that come into your reality that you're wanting, that you're affirming in every moment to make it happen. So I just love that you're having these little experiences and, and creating that and getting to let your kids experience that and your husband and all of your community to really know what it's like to live from the heart and really express and be what it is that you're desiring to be in this moment. Yeah, I think that that's, you know, it's definitely the key, like reassessing what it is, like you said, what are you affirming? What is it that you're affirming? Is that what you still want to be affirming? Like, I know younger me was all about times and it was, I needed to go this cut. I needed to go that cut. And I am very, very fortunate that I come in to the para world, not having to worry about cuts. Um, I, I have, I am blessed by that, that I don't have to, you know, have that stress because I never think about a time. Um, you know, I remember we were in Cincinnati and, um, Taylor Winnett was super, super hyped about us swimming 50 back. And she was like, I think that we can both break our American records for our classifications. And I was like, oh, okay, what is it? Oh, speak of the devil. She just messaged me. <laughs> um, turned to things. <laughs> yeah, she knew, she knew. The universe told her, I'm talking about you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she knew what they were. I didn't, I didn't know what they were um, because it wasn't that like important to me. Not saying it wasn't important to me, but I just wanted to get into that pool and swim. Um, because it was my first time swimming long course since my injury. And I just wanted to, you know, see how the meet was going. I didn't want to be caught up in what were the American records? What was I going to make? What was I not going to make? Um, the only thing, the only time that I did know was my pre-injury hundred butterfly time, my long course hundred butterfly time, which was from, um, the world championship trials in 2009 and I knew what that time was and I actually went one one hundredth faster than it in my hundred freight and I felt like that was such a win because I was like okay I can swim freestyle faster than I used to swim butterfly <laughs> like okay it's not such a total loss because I am, a, I am swimming a lot slower time-wise than I was before injury and I mean that's why the para world exists. You are a slower swimmer because of your disability. Um, but to be able to go under that, I was super happy about, but then I come to find out that I was like two one hundredths off of the American record. In it. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I affirmed that I needed to go under that time. And I went one one hundredth under it, but like, had I known, maybe I would have gone under the American record, but none of those things are important to me because if they're meant to be, they'll come in time. And I don't want to be caught up in, oh, did I get this record? Did I get that record? Did I do this? Did I do that? You know, I find so much enjoyment in after a swim feeling good and then looking and going, oh, I, I did break the American record. Cool. <laughs> you know, like 
I, I enjoy that like, ah uh, moment because it's very different from able-bodied Christy who knew every cut, knew every best time, every, all of this stuff. And now I'm kind of just like a 12 year old walking around on the pool deck. And don't get me wrong. There are some very, very fast 12 year olds out there in the world that are like, not what I was at 12. Um, but I'm enjoying that like sense of, oh, cool. It was the best time, fun. Um, it's a lot more carefree. And I think that that makes the sport that much more enjoyable. Um, para swimming has definitely brought me to a place of enjoying this sport, this sport to the core, which I'm so happy about because it is the thing I love the most in the world, aside from, you know, my family. Um, it's where I'm most at peace. It's where I'm most comfortable. And so to have it back, I'm fortunate but I also have it back in a very, very different way. It's not, while it's now the most job I've ever had as a swimmer, I mean, yes, I was a fully dedicated swimmer professional, you know, before, but I didn't have the endorsements coming in. I didn't have all of that stuff. I wasn't on the national team yet, so I wasn't getting stipend. So while it was my life focus, I wasn't being paid for it. It wasn't a job. Now it is. Now this is my job. It's my career, but I'm also a mom first. Um, so even though it is my job, it's the least job it's ever felt. It has, it felt more like a job when I was 12 than it does now. Now it just, it's fun. You know, yeah, we got to keep receipts and all that stuff for tax purposes, but um, it's, it's enjoyable. And I think that it's because of the the community that para swimming is. I mean, I remember at the Baltimore para open, there was this little boy, Caleb, and he was, I'm not throwing shame on him or shade. He was the slowest person at the meet. And we sat next to each other and we chatted before the meet. And so I cheered for him the whole time and he swam backstroke and he has, he has cerebral palsy. He was swimming backstroke and laughing the whole time. And he literally just, he was swimming and it was like so long and so slow, but he just laughed the entire 25 and he was just so happy. And I was like, I never want to lose that. Like I never want to lose how much fun swimming can be, like how much actual joy you can have in it. Um, it is a balancing act because swimming hurts my body. So like trying to stay happy while in pain, you know, I do rely a lot on teammates and friendships and stuff. So that's why like you coming up to me behind the blocks and chatting with me and then offering, you know, to bring my rollator to me, it meant so much because I was like, okay, I know I'm going to be in pain, but like instantly I'm going to be able to have the thing that helps me the most right now. And like, Thank you for that because, you know, it means so much. I rely so much on my teammates and my friends to get me to stay in that happy moment when my body is like screaming at me. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like we all benefit from community. And the more that we are filling ourselves up, you know, we are, it's just effortless. Like, it was like, oh my gosh, like I was so excited to do that. You know, it wasn't like I needed anything from you. It was just like this exciting thing of getting to help another. And that's what happens when 
we really fill our own cups up is we are able to share and and support each other effortlessly in a way that doesn't feel hard or you know any of that so it's uh, it's so amazing so before we wrap up here where can everyone find you i did check out your gofundme so is that something you're still doing and how can we um support for everyone listening here um, yeah, so I do have my GoFundMe. Um, that's basically to offset, you know, our expenses, because even though I, you know, have these, you know, great times, I'm not internationally classified yet. So I'm not on the national A team. And because I'm not on the national A team, I don't receive monthly stipends. Um, I do get some assistance quarterly from Paris swimming. But you know, I'm, I'm spending my life swimming, training, and, you know, I can't work the way that I used to work. So it, it does help feed my family <laughs> um, and to be able to get for me to continue to go to meet. So my go, GoFundMe um, that is on my uh, social media at uh, it's cross to Paris for para because crossly and like, I am crossing over into the para world and we want to go to Paris, obviously. <laughs> I so, love that. That's the goal. <laughs> Paris is obviously the goal. Yes. So you could be by, you can learn French, right? <laughs> I have been. Um, so I actually took two years of French back in the day in eighth and ninth grade. Um, and so I have been brushing up on it using Duolingo every day. I do at least 15 minutes of it. Um, I'm slowly working my way through things, but I feel like I could sufficiently order myself breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And so like, what else do I really need as a swimmer? <laughs> I also where the pool is. So like, that's it. I can ask where the hotel is. I, if I've got those things and I know how to say, you know, merci beaucoup, I can be appreciative. So <laughs> I've got it. I feel like I, I feel like that's all the French I need. I will continue to work on it um, every day. And hopefully the goal is to be fluent by the time I get to Paris, but realistically I'm focusing more on my swimming. <laughs> I love it. Still like having goals, right? We always got to have goals too. Yeah to move us to where we want to go next. So I love it. I love it. I love it. You know, those small little, if you can make small improvements each day, my fabulous friend, Myron Roll has a book out the 2% way. It's how he got from, you know, Florida state to being a Rhodes scholar, to being in the NFL, to being a neurosurgeon. And I mean, he is who, He's who I called when I had my brain bleed and he was like, you need to have brain surgery. And I was like, okay, I trust you. You care about me. You know, my life, I trust you. Um, and his book is about the, it's the 2% way. And it's about taking small little improvements each day that eventually build up to being a, a bigger thing. So if you can just do 2% good each day, you know, then you're on that path of goodness and progress and enlightenment. <laughs> Yes. And moving towards what you want. Like, it's like, it's here. Absolutely. Oh, I love this so much. Well, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your insights, 
for giving us all motivation to continue enjoying the process and just being you. Keep it up. I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I, I am so excited about being here with you and chatting. And so I hope that we get to do it again soon. Yes, we totally will. Bye, Bye for now. Bye.